May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't think it happens much now, but some of us will remember uh, a person ringing our doorbell at six or seven in the evening only to say that um, they've got a, a load of tarmac in the back of the lorry because they happen to be doing a job in the area and they'd freshen up your driveway for only 60 quid paid in cash. Um, and if you were perhaps foolish enough to say, oh yes, that's a good idea, they'd put a layer of tarmac, the depth of the chocolate on a, on a um, Jaffa cake, on your driveway and then charge you um, 40 quid more than they'd quoted because they said, they'd say, oh, it's bigger than we thought. Um, that scam is less often practiced now, I think, but in return, we're used to being phoned up by someone claiming to be our bank who says, just before we go on, I need to ask you some um, security questions. Can you give us your bank account number and sort code and then your PIN? I hope all of us recognize that that is another scam which could be very expensive if we fall for it. And then, thank God, at the end of August, the phone call saying, have you, been, have you been given PPI insurance and want to claim? Thank, after four years, was it, of being phoned up almost every week, that's come to an end. And if anyone phones me offering double glazing, I'm afraid I say, thank you very much, I'd love to take it, please contact Lambeth Palace for the details. <laughs> I hope, I hope that the switchboard at Lambeth Palace doesn't have me in the middle of a dartboard. Um, these scams, once we're used to them, uh, are blatantly dishonest. They're deceptive, they're trying to part us from our money, and they're surrounded by lies. Um, what's rather disturbing, then, is to come across a scam in a parable which Jesus offers us. Um, the owner of an estate recognizes that the manager is squandering the estate, wasting money, and um, uh, the owner decides, right, I need a new manager. And the manager, on no authority at all, goes round the estate and lets everyone off their, at least part of what they owe and say, if you pay now in cash, I can give you a special price of 80% or I can give you 50%, but it has to be paid in cash to me now. And then Jesus commends what this unjust corrupt manager has done. The manager has acted to sort of ensure that people will be generous to him once he loses his job. And Jesus commends him, saying how shrewdly he's acted. This is one of the most difficult stories that Jesus tells 
one of the most difficult to understand, and one that seems unjust and even immoral. What on earth is going on in this story? Jesus tells two types of story. One more or less called, go and do likewise. He gives us an example, perhaps an unexpected example, of someone living by the values of the kingdom, and then says, right, you need to go and do the same thing. And there's another type of story he tells, which ends with the punchline, if the dean does it, how much more should you? Um, Always mentioning someone who is perhaps at the bottom of the pile. Um, What's at play here? This is a, if this person did it, how much more should you sort of story. If the unjust manager um, let people off debts that he'd no authority to forgive, how much more you should? This is a story about forgiveness. And it's Jesus is making a very subtle point about forgiveness. That forgiveness is always unjust. That strikes us as odd. Forgiveness in the teaching of Christ is always unjust. It's unjust because we let the person we are forgiving away with it. We stop people receiving what we feel is their due. And forgiveness always means giving up our rights. Our right to feel self-righteous, our right to hold a grudge, our right to have the respect that's owing to us. So when we ask someone to forgive us, we're asking them to give up what's truly theirs, to give up what justly belongs to them, and to give up any grudge that they still hold. It's a lot to ask. And when we are asked by the Lord to forgive someone, a lot's being asked. Now, if somebody eats the um, slice of chocolate cake that I had carefully, carefully protected in the cathedral fridge, Um, I suppose I can forgive people that, however irritated I might be as I slam the door of this fridge shut and sigh sort of operatically to anyone who listen. But when we talk about a deep personal hurt, something that could take us many years to forgive, and if we spent many years to forgive... They'd be met, they would be well spent. When we're asked to forgive someone who has done a great wrong to us, then the injustice of forgiveness will bear deeply upon us. 
Why should they get away with it? Why should I let them? If I let them off this, what else will they be let off? To forgive someone a great debt is always to do something which is not just. It breaks the rules of justice. And that's what makes it so difficult. There are many reasons to forgive others. We can forgive someone because we love them, even when they hurt us very deeply. We can forgive someone because Jesus asks us to forgive those who do us wrong. We can forgive someone because we don't want to live with the bitterness of what's been done to us. We can even forgive because we think it'll help us win the lottery. What Jesus tells us in this story is that there is no bad reason to forgive someone. There is no bad reason to forgive someone. And every act of forgiveness is an act of grace, an act that reveals God's presence to us and to others. He invites us not to see ourselves as the master in the parable or as one of the people who are owed something. He asks us to see ourselves as the unjust manager going about sorting things a little bit by offering some forgiveness, imperfect though it is. So, we are asked today by our Saviour to acknowledge the injustice of forgiveness because it lets people off their debts and that can feel very bitter and diminishing. And we're asked to see also that every moment of forgiveness is a moment when the values of the kingdom of God shine through our lives and grace is received by us and by whoever we forgive. W.B. Yeats, who by no means was a conventional Christian, wrote very beautifully of what it feels like to forgive. When such as I cast out remorse, so great a sweetness flows in my heart, we must laugh and we must sing. We are blessed by everything and everything we look upon is blessed. Forgiveness recreates the world as a world of grace and beauty. May God give us grace to ask forgiveness for what we have done wrong. May God give us grace to forgive others with an open and generous heart.